Smokey Smoke, Bullwinkle at Sensory Overload. And I'm John. And I'm Allie. Allie and I didn't learn our lesson from last month, and so here we are, like, four days before this is uh, supposed to hit the air, recording it. Hey, we kept trying. We just couldn't think of anything to talk about. I know. We tried. I just want you people to know how much I appreciate you listening to the show. I could be watching The Deer Hunter right now, but I'm recording for (laughs) y'all. I like your goals, though. You can write us at sensoryoverloadpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to sensoryoverloadpodcast.com and drop in on our social medias. We actually got a Facebook post because Allie said, hey, we need a Facebook post. Somebody help us out. We need a Facebook post. (laughs) She actually was asking for, uh, hey, any ideas for what you want us to talk about? And our friend Robin, uh, who can always be relied on for good questions, wrote us again. And uh, she basically asked us about Asperger's, the term Asperger's. And uh, why it's no longer really used that much, um, or why it shouldn't be used that much, I guess. Um, and there's a whole history to it, and Allie can probably tell you more. She knows more of the history than I do. Well, but, it's, but, but, spoiler alert, it's about Nazis. <laughs> it's always about Nazis. Yeah, I'm, uh, disclaimer as usual, I am not a historian of the history of uh, autism or Asperger's, but from what I understand, Asperger's was named for a gentleman named, you guessed it, Mr. Milson. I was going to say, was it Burger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Mr. Asperger. And uh, Mr. Asperger was Austrian. Do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> Well, since I already gave it away, I'll bet they do. <laughs> so, um, uh, apparently, Mr. Um, Asperger, trigger warning, um, took part in, uh, how to put this? Eugenics experiments. Basically. So, he, he basically was, like, trying to take care of kids with autism and figuring out what to call it and how to quantify it. And then the ones that he thought weren't going to be at all useful for society he referred to a place where they killed kids like that so it was pretty horrible um and i think it's really but i think it's really interesting because we were thinking about the term i did not know that part of the history until like today so <laughs> she read it on wikipedia because nothing can ever be wrong about wikipedia right? no i had uh, actually read i had actually read something about it on um, twitter which is also reliable but it was <laughs> it was something where i then you know looked it up a little, tiny bit more but i am american so you know i only looked it up a little bit but uh... <laughs> that's right we're lazy we don't give a fuck <laughs> When we say it's true, we assume it's true. So, you know, grain of salt. I don't know. Well, here's here's the, uh, I mean, there's the history of Asperger's, which is, you know, I think it's part of what has led to today. But I think there's sort of another thing going on with the term Asperger's, which is it was yes. sort of assigned to kids who, you know, what they've used to call higher functioning. They don't really... You, some people use that term, but the sciency community is is sort of falling away from using it. Um, higher functioning uh, autistic kids would be referred to as having Asperger's, as if it were a different thing. And now they're sort of they've sort of over the years figured out that well, it's not really two different things. It's just sort of degrees of you know it's a spectrum. It's you know it's the spectrum. It's a, you know somebody is autistic and has you know uh, comorbidities. I don't know how you describe that, but like you know development co-diagnosis co-diagnoses like developmental delays or ADHD or you know OCD etc cetera, etc. Cetera, and everybody has different levels. But 
the main thing about Asperger's that we should uh, mention, like scientifically, Allie would know how to phrase this best, so I'll yeah. pass it to you. <laughs> yeah, so um, in 2013, I know this partly because I just Googled it, and also partly <laughs> because I knew that the DSM-5, which is the diagnostics, diagnostic manual um, for um, psychiatric diagnoses, was just um, published just the year before Bethany was diagnosed. So I knew it was around that area. It was like a brand new thing because everyone we met with was like, well, with the DSM-5, you know, very excited about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of therapists were talking about, well, the DSM-5. Um, so they put out a new version every so often. Basically, the big thing with the DSM-5 is that they took um, autistic disorder and Asperger's and other things that are similar, and then they put it all under this umbrella of autism spectrum disorder. So Asperger's is no longer actually a diagnosable name, but because obviously lots of people were diagnosed with this before the DSM-5 came out, you will hear people still saying Asperger's. Yes. So that's the technical sort of housekeeping reason why you don't use that anymore, but obviously but then there's a lot of more um, complex, emotional, sociological kind of reasons too. And thank you, Robin, for uh, once again providing a good question. Thank you, Robin. Thoughtful and involved lady, you. But we didn't bring you here to talk about that. <laughs> so it's summertime, uh, and we are trying different things because now, you know, of course, she's going to middle school uh, in the fall. And uh, we had gotten her into summer school because they told us that summer school will be uh, real helpful in the transition between fifth and sixth grade. Uh, and we were like, oh, great. And I think we've discovered since then that that's probably n not as necessary as they made it sound. But uh, we have been thinking to ourselves, okay, well, we've got a couple months. She's doing things she likes, like she's going to go to camp in another uh, few weeks, and, and she loves that. And uh, so what else can we be doing with our time to just help her a little bit? Just, you know, not push her because she gets pushed all the time. What can we do? To give her some, you know, things to do or thing, you know, basically motivational things, you know, reasons, you know, giving her reasons to want to do things, I guess, like reading and math and things like that. Um, and we've stumbled upon a couple of different interesting things. Uh, reading. She has had trouble. We've talked about this in the past. She's had anxiety about reading. Uh, we have, you know, we and we've tried different motivational things uh, to, to get her reading, and she's gotten much better just, you know, working with teachers, working with therapists, uh, just getting better at reading without anxiety. Now what we're trying to do is motivate her to read because she wants to. Um, and we were close. I mean, we're getting close on that anyway. There yeah, are, you know, she's been she's been a lot more cheerful about it. We were basically being like, you need to read a chapter a day. You need to, you know, uh, and if you want to read other books just for fun, do that so that you remember that you get invested in the joy of reading. Yeah. And so, that, I mean, I think I said this before. There was one time where she took a stack of Pinkalicious books, put them by the chair and started reading them one by one. Just because she loves Pinkalicious. And we were like, right, if you love a, a character or a book or a writer, you can do that. You can just read it for fun. So what we've been doing is thinking to ourselves, well, we've tried a lot of different things to try and motivate her because we want her to get past the scared part of, of reading. Because I think that's a lot of it. I think it, it seems intimidating. It seems scary. And we really wanted to get past, I don't know if she feels this way or if it's a block at all, but we were like, we just want to get past the idea that we'll be mad at her if she fails at it. You know, we just want her reading just to read for the joy of it. So uh, we've discovered bribery. 
<laughs> we've and i'm we're I, taking the pizza hut book what is it the book care club or whatever yeah, model uh, from our youth where yeah. you'd read a certain number of books and then you get a free pizza you get a free pizza or you get a book bag i got i was in a readathon once where they gave me like a wallet like to start with and it was my wallet for like seven years i swear to god ridiculous and i got all kinds of, and i was so proud of myself because i read like hundreds of books that summer just to you know get more prizes and stuff and I can't even tell you the dumb sh- swag I got on that. And I loved it all because I was so proud of myself. So we're doing that. Uh, but we're doing it in the modern age. Uh, <laughs> our daughter loves LOL dolls. These, I, For those of you who know what they are, I am sorry. We're about to, you They're know. They're adorable, adorable, adorable. And so much packaging. Too much packaging. A nightmarish <laughs> amount of climate change uh, destruction. I mean, <laughs> there is... It's these little balls, these little, they're plastic balls to start with, and they each have a little doll inside of them, at least one doll. Usually it's just the one, but sometimes there's more. But there's a little doll, and that doll has sunglasses, shoes, a, like a cup that they take with them. Yeah, they always have like a weird little water bottle Like a Starbucks cup or something. (laughs) And then usually some like rando, uh, you know, accessory that is unique to them. Uh, and sometimes a pet. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, but and the pets are separately usually. But yeah. But they have. I mean, they have like one other thing to them usually. Uh, and these things are packaged in these plastic balls, and they're wrapped in. You know, they're individually wrapped in plastic. <laughs> they are then wrapped in another layer of plastic, and then they are stuffed in these different layers of plastic, and then and paper and paper, and then. At the, the ball is then encased in like shrink wrap plastic and there's like a little zipper icon on the side with the with it's serrated so that when somebody pulls the zipper it rips the thing open uh and so she loves 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 she's like she loves unboxing videos of lol dolls there's you know one in particular cookie swirl c if you're out there hello uh, she loves cookie swirl c cookie swirl c opens up lol dolls and is the most energetic woman on earth talking about lol dolls and b when she gets an lol doll she's like oh my god and she starts hey cookie fans we're gonna open up this lol doll check this shit out here she does basically her version of this lol doll and and the other thing that has been nice about it is that actually helped a lot with her dexterity she'd been making a lot of progress in ot with how her her hands work but and her hand strength but like the lol dolls and things like that like really put her over the edge like just constantly being like i will open this yes i'm gonna rip this open i want to be able to do it myself so she does and it's great and then uh so she loves these lol dolls and so we said to her okay for every chapter book you read, now chapter books are a big thing where it's like they have to have chapters <laughs> in these books. They can and not a lot of pictures to you know to buffer them. Uh, you, you need to read a chapter book, a full chapter book, and if you read a full chapter book for each one you read, we will buy you an LOL doll. And I don't care if you read seven in a day, then we will get you seven LOL dolls. All you we desperate. Yeah, we're desperate. The only thing we require is that she reads it in in earshot of us, so that we know that she's actually reading the words and not sort of because she'll do that. I mean, she it's not to trick us. She'll just do it because she doesn't know the words and she doesn't want to. You know, again, it raise it provokes anxiety for her to ask what a word is, so she'll just past it. And so we just demand that she does it in earshot so that we can help her with the hard words. We demand it. Yes, we insist. We insist with do it, do it with whips and and such. No, 
with <laughs> switches. We make her go pick a switch. Oh, that's so sad. No, we just we we tell her that if it, if she doesn't read it in earshot, it's not going to count. Because she did that once. She went up to her room, and I know she was reading because I could hear something coming out of her room, and it sounded vaguely like I think that's that itty bitty princess kitty book. Uh, and then she came out and said, "I read the whole thing." And she had this look in her eyes of just like genuine surprise and joy and like, I did it. I did a thing and I I got through it and I just didn't have the heart to say, yeah, but I didn't hear the whole thing. So I just allowed it and said, okay, but next time make sure I can hear it. Okay. Well, you get it this time. Fair, fair play because I didn't want to keep being encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And it's been working pretty well. Actually, she's done three full chapter books or four now. Four. uh, And. Part of what is motivating her now, she's you know we've also said to alternately she's like because you know the LOL doll thing will not last forever. She switches her loyalties on toys quite quickly, so she's uh, started you know eyeing other things like a Barbie ambulance, and so yeah, now we're she's fascinated with any sort of sickness or injuries. Yes, because she has had a lot of those kinds of things. I mean, not like probably a lot of your kids have, but she is, you know, she's broken her legs. She had to get stitches in her head. She had to get, you know, seizure scan. She had to do it. So she's been in this sort of situation more than maybe the average 11 year old has done. So yes. she has turned that around and let it feed her imagination. Yes. So she plays quite often. She plays what she calls illnesses and injuries, which I liken to like, oh, that was my version of Dungeons and Dragons when I was 11. <laughs> Um, I wouldn't have made that correlation, but I did it. So she's got her eye on this Barbie ambulance. She loves like hospital-related toys. She loves doctor-related toys. She's got a doctor Barbie and a nurse Barbie. I, I, right. In a, bar, in a Barbie wheelchair. Yeah, Barbie wheelchair. She's got and a Barbie these... cast clinic, which is her favorite, which she got for Christmas, and she's so in love with it still. Yes. Uh, but she's gotten her eye on this Barbie ambulance. And so the Barbie ambulance is like 60 bucks. And so we're saying, okay, well... Let's 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 talk about math, child. Sixty is six LOL dolls. If you read six books, then we will get you a Barbie uh, ambulance. And she just about wept when we said six. Are you fucking kidding me? So that uh, is the other part of our uh, you know amazing. Here's how we're gonna sneak in education this summer. We're working with her for math with money. We're trying yeah. to use money as the motivation to sort of learn math skills. Allowance. Things like allowance. Now, we've started allowance before. We've been giving her allowance in theory for years, but the pandemic really uh, put a kibosh on that, I must say. Yeah. But we have resumed giving her an allowance. And uh, just a reminder, I think we talked about this, but uh, we have three boxes for her. One is uh, spend, one is save, and one is uh, donate. Yeah, it says share, but share, same difference. Share, right. Yeah. Uh, and so she is, we give her 10, you know, single dollars and we say, you can break it up however you want, but $1 has to go in each box at least. And then you can break it up however you want. Uh, and we have started to make the, you know, savings didn't really mean much to her before she would just put it away and be like, well, I guess that's just going to stay in the box forever. And we were like, well, here's the thing about savings. Savings is supposed to be you saving for a thing you want or a thing that you need. You know, eventually you're going to need to save for things that you need. But saving for things that you want will teach you the thing. So we've been trying to say, okay, if you want a thing, you can take X amount out for, you know, bigger items. Because she's, you know, because of the pandemic, she wasn't spending any of her allowance. So she's got an amazing amount of saved money. Yeah. Well, a lot of them were from a birthday that she had right before the pandemic. So she'd like put all of this, all these gift cards and stuff into the into this the save and so she's got a ton of money in it and so of course we can't just be like fine take out as much as you want until you're done with the toys but 
Um, I mean, I guess we could. And just I mean, make we her, could, but it's, know. I don't know. It's, but I feel something... like there's a, like a lesson in like use some of your savings and use some of what you have to say, you know, still earn or save up, you know, that's a little more what everybody else has to do, you know? Yeah. So we negotiated with her and said, okay, well, how about this? You can pay for half of the Barbie th- ambulance out of your savings. That's $30. You can pull $30 out of your savings, but you got to read three of these books. And that was much more realistic and didn't seem like, oh, my God, six books. That's, you know, if we go if I go one a day, then that's almost a week away. So and but she has also been sort of slow. She did a book yesterday. I think she read a full book yesterday, but then she's sort of today read like a chapter and that was it. No, today she finished a book and then read a chapter and then read a chapter. Okay, I see. She sort of slowed down a little bit, but, you know, the hopefully the uh, hopefully the will is still there. Um, so yeah, and we uh, the other day Allie had a funny idea where she was like, you know, uh, Bethany was like, "Can I get an LOL doll?" And it's like, "Well, you haven't read a book." And then Allie, I don't know what motivated this, but she's like, "Well, you do have a piggy bank that your grandfather gave you, and we've been like putting change in it for years." And she's like, "Well, I'll tell you what, let's count all the change in your piggy bank." And she forced her to count all these dimes. <laughs> forced, I forced her do it with a gun to her head. <laughs> No, but I mean, I basically was like, oh, right. My, um, her educational therapist and her teacher both were talking about like, let's try to work on coins with her so that she would learn the value of the coins and also so that it would be a tangible um, thing to help her understand money. So we have dollar bills that we give her for the allowance and we have the, we, but I realized, oh, we have this, these coins in this coin bank. So, you know, I basically said, you're going to have to be patient and do this counting with me. And we're and I can't guarantee that you're gonna have enough for a well LOL doll. Like you probably will, but you might not. And so we sat yeah. it all out on the kitchen counter and counted it together. And when she would get stuck on like, I don't wanna do any more, I'd be like, I'll do one and you do one. I'll do one and you do one. I'll take out all the pennies and you can do the silver ones. You know, like things like that to kind of keep her going. And then um and then we got it and we put it in Ziploc bags, um, for each <laughs> for each uh each kind of coin and then we took it to target and i said and i well first off i made her put it in one of her purses again i made her um forced her <laughs> i said go get your squirrel purse she has this adorable glittery squirrel purse that she loves i was like okay you got to put all this in your squirrel purse because you have to take your own money with you and so okay and so we went to target she picked out the thing i, I was pointing her uh, like the options okay you have this much money so it has to be less than this and talking to her about math in that way and also making sure you're reading price tags and stuff and um what a fortunate child at 11 that she doesn't understand this yet but you know that's part of the thing uh so we go up to the the checkouts and i'm scanning it because of course it's target so i kind of live there and so i was like where's the nice checkout person and they're all nice but you know the ones and so i was like i went over to this one and i was like hey so apologies in advance but we're learning about money so we have coins but we have counted out like we will count out and make sure that we have enough and she was like oh yeah no problem and she was so nice and just kept telling the people who tried to join the line like it's going to be some extra minutes so you probably want to go over there (laughs) it's like you need to step out of fucking line sir if you can't accept that a young girl is learning about allowance money she got like it was very sweet because she did get kind of like um very protective like immediately very protective like let's give space for this kid and and also b is like she is obviously she you know she taps a lot she doesn't make eye you know she does a lot of these things that i think the 
folks can often tell, oh, this is a kid that needs a little extra help, right? And so she was so nice to us. And she still, of course, had to count it out with us because that's her, you know, her job is to make sure that proper money has been given to, for the item. But um, but we did it and she got it all done. And then she was so proud that she got her thing and she's opening it on the way home even. Like, yeah. it was very, it was very cute. She was so proud of herself about that's that. That's the thing is we, when she, the thing that we're trying to sort of, you know, capitalize on is that feeling of pride that because Bethany is one of those kids who like you can motivate her in different ways. But the one that really like sinks in, the one that really motivates her the most is when you show pride in her or when she show when she can achieve pride in herself. She's made so many advances based on the pride of being able to do something or, yeah. the, or the pride of a teacher saying oh that's so great i'm so proud of you or us saying oh my god bethany you did what that's great she loves being able to come in and surprise us with things that she can do mm-hmm. that she couldn't do before and she and she gets this genuine look in her eyes and it's it, it's always like tinged with surprise that's the it's part so I always, sweet it's like the greatest thing she's like i i did it i did this thing and she you know you could tell that she didn't think she could and then she did it and she's just so proud and happy that you're like oh my god so this is the this is the feeling that we're aiming for this is the drug we're trying to get her hooked on is is self-confidence and pride in yourself and uh, you know so far it's you know it there's mixed results but like you know it's working much better i mean it's working much better than you know just hoping for the best has been doing (laughs) it was really sweet because today it was you know um she was working on reading and then she got really overwhelmed with what she was going to do like what book she was going to read next and like how many more she says two more to read to get this this barbie care clinic and um and she just got really overwhelmed and i was like well be you know you can't look at goals that are big like this as just this big monolithic goal. Of course, I used monolithic, and I'm sure she knew what I meant. <laughs> so it's like, no, I didn't. But I was just talking about how it's like there are going. You're getting bigger now. You're going to be encountering these bigger goals, and you have to break them up. And that's a big skill, but it's also a big thing in your heart to kind of get through. And I was talking about how. Uh, this reminds me of, you know, I've been making this movie and I, and you can't just say my goal is to make a movie. You have to break it and you have to break it down <laughs> so far, you I'm know, going to make a and movie and and movie tomorrow. Yeah. So I was like, Bethany, you know, when when, you know, there's this big goal and then there's all the little steps. And so I'm like, OK, right now my step is that I do this thing with music. OK. And so I'm kind of trying to talk her to, uh, a little bit about that and basically say, like, this is a thing that will never go away you just have to figure you just have to believe that you can do whatever your big goal is and break it down and that's just going to be the case but basically kept saying to her it's so exciting that you're getting so big that we we believe you can do this we don't ask you to do things that we don't think you can do you know sometimes we're wrong and she's not ready for something yet of course but it's like we don't ask her if we don't think she can but that kind of thing sinks in with confidence her confidence i mean the, yeah. The, yeah the that kind of talk it doesn't necessarily work every time we say it but there is a sort of you know a, an overall building effect that we get from just like oh well you're a bigger kid we expect bigger things we we want you to do this for this you know just all these little things that we sort of try and, you know, gently push her with, and they sort of build up to her going, oh, I can do a thing. And, yeah, I, you know, I don't know. It's, like I say, it's it's 
stuff that only we can do. It's not like the school can, you know, bribe her with LOL dolls. Well, and- I mean, we can say to school, like, hey, if you want to set her up with a, with a bigger goal like this, we're happy to support that at home in terms of, like rewards or special privileges That's or whatever true. i mean we've done that in the past we we've just sort of need done make, that with ipad time <laughs> we have to make sure that school is always aware of that you know reminding them that that is an option that we're happy to support them in that way and you know if they give us specifics of what they'd like us to be working i think this year i just wouldn't want to ask for homework in the way that it was being given before because i think it was very helpful at first because it was the same thing and then over time i was like oh this is just feeling like busy work because it's the same thing yeah. and so instead it's like oh can you give us sort of like well but i will projects or goals are that we should be working on yes but i will say there was sort of one of those like attrition effects with uh homework which was eventually she was able to do it on her own she was not able to do it on her own as much at the top of the year that's a good point and as time went on and it was sort of the same thing over and over we could say okay why don't you do your math why don't you do your your reading why don't you do your spelling and it became something she could do more and more on her own and it, it was sort of like the, the reading the chapter books. It was something that I would say to her when, you know, Allie was off making the movie. I would just, you know, take a break from work and come down and say, okay, I, I need you to do your homework now. I will, you can do it however you want. Just, you know, you can stand at the table. You can stand in the kitchen. You can, you know, do whatever you want. Do it however is fine for you. I will just be sitting here in the, in the living room. I'll be playing a game or reading something or whatever. And you come to me if you need help. And I would listen in and, you know, most of the time she would just do the homework on her own. She would talk herself through her homework. Usually she would talk herself through her homework by pretending she was teaching it to a doll or whatever. She'd uh-huh. say, that's a big oh, thing for her. Yeah, yeah. It's, she likes playing teacher. She likes, you know, and that's always a great motivator for her too. Maybe it could be for your kids as well is, hey, pretend you're teaching a kid, a younger kid. She loves you now. You have a little brother or sister for your kid. We oh. don't. Yeah, that's the thing. Is she, she's getting desperate. <laughs> Poor desp- only child. <laughs> she's desperately like trying to get us to have another kid now. It's like, uh, no. <laughs> no, we're not having another kid. No, we Especially didn't. not now, you guys, right? It's so dangerous. Oh, man. <laughs> it's very dangerous being a lady. Oh, it's so topical. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a sad week. Uh, uh, God. <laughs> but, uh, you know, so short we, of that, we, we, yeah. we, t- we have her, you know, she pretends to teach her kids that she'll walk herself through her homework. And, yeah, and then so every so often she'll say, Dad, I need help. Can you help me? And she would get things done super quick. Even toward the end of the year, she had figured out a thing we've been trying to teach her for ages, which is, hey, if I work ahead on my homework today, do I have to do it tomorrow? And he's like, no. If you do all your math in one sitting, then you don't have to do it later. Yep. And and alternately, there would be times where she'd say to us, I'd come down or she'd say to me, really, she'd, I'd come down and say, okay, it's time for homework. She's like, can I just do math today and do the rest tomorrow? I was like, well, okay, as long as you do the rest tomorrow without, you know, complaint. And she would. Yeah, she actually, she, she's gotten really good at that and understanding that principle, which is a big principle that I think even most grownups were always still struggling on that. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, if I didn't do it yesterday, I do have to do it all today. Yeah. yeah. The opposite of delayed gratification, sort of uh, delayed work. <laughs> but like, yeah. yeah, it's great because she's she's starting to figure out. And, you know, a lot of times she would mostly do work ahead because she was like, Ugh, I don't want to have to do this the rest of the week. So she would just like you know, buckle down and, and, you know, do a lot of work in one sitting and then she'd be done. And it was like, great. So, I mean, it wasn't, there was never a consistent, like every week she was trying to work ahead. It just, you know, every week was different. So I, you know, I don't know if she ever figured out the, cause I was one of those kids who like, 
I would come home on Friday and be like, I don't want to do any homework this weekend. So I would sit for an hour on Friday after I got home from school and just do my homework. And then on Sunday when my other friends had to like quit playing so they could go in and, and do their homework, I was always like, yeah, go do that homework, suckers. I already did mine. I did mine. I got mine, bitch. Yeah, it's always it's always good to be motivated by feeling superior to others. <laughs> If I hey, if I didn't have the hey ability man, to feel I was a gold star straight A or two, I get it. If I didn't have the ability to, if, I, if I wasn't offered the ability to <laughs> feel superior to people, I wouldn't do anything. <laughs> you hear, including this podcast, people. <laughs> it only is because I need to feel superior to somebody else. So I, thank you for listening. <laughs> I don't know who I'm feeling superior to, with a. Special needs parenting podcast, but somebody out there, I'm better than you. God damn it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we're just trying I to owe, cheer ourselves up. I owe all of you like $5 for this therapy session. <laughs> But wait, wait, hold up, hold the phone, everyone. Ooh. It's not quite over yet. Uh, we have a little bit of an update. Uh, we recorded the previous section like two days ago, and then a, a miracle happened, and our child sat down in the last couple of days and read three books, <laughs> three chapter books. Yeah, they're 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 more beginner chapter books, just to measure your expectations. But we are very proud of her, and it was really cool to see her decide to keep pushing through and keep trying and keeping calm. And she's so proud of herself. And now. Yes, now we thought we'd bring her in to tell you a little something about her new prize. Hey, B, what'd you get? I got the Barbie Ambulance Care Clinic. Okay, and what does it sound like? It sounds like this. Put the button. The sound of triumph. So, B, are you very proud of yourself? We're proud of you too, Bug. So the moral of the story, folks, is bribery works. If and you want to get in touch with us, you can write us at sensoryoverloadpodcast at gmail.com. You can also go to sensoryoverloadpodcast.com and click on any of our social media sites. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, I could have been watching The Deer Hunter.